0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosophy 2.0, the one true podcast. And the only podcast currently suffering from a death erection.
1: Death erection?
0: Yeah, a (laughs) priaprism. That's a a death erection? An erotic asphyxiation erection. An E-A-E, I believe they're called, in the community.
1: Hang on, Matt. Hang on a second.
0: Alright. You what? Are you ready? You want
1: notice that I'm chewing gum on this podcast.
0: Oh, that's allowed now. You can chew gum. There's no editing. It's all good.
1: There are not any fucking rules anymore, Matt.
0: Nope. <laughs> there's, there's no rule. Up is down. Black is white. Nazis are good. It's all good. What oh, a
1: fucking president. I mean, how can you not condemn the fucking Nazi?
0: <laughs> what did it fucking take? It, it was so easy. It was. It should have been the easiest thing so far in his presidency. Uh, oh, President Trump. Uh, fucking Nazis are having a rally and a bunch of people there. And this lady got ran over and killed. Uh, maybe you should say something. Okay. Okay. Those Nazis, okay, they're bad, but but those other people, those other people, folks, like you have a, like
1: you have Satan come down and lead a fucking march, be like,
0: mm, there's a lot of fine people on both sides. <laughs> that was my favorite. A lot of fine people marching in with the white supremacists and the torches and the swastikas and yeah. the armed militia. Hey, hey Trump, name one. <laughs> Those are not fine people. It's the opposite. I'm sure they all voted for you. Yeah. It doesn't make him a fine person. <laughs> oh. You remember Remember the opposite episode of Seinfeld back in the 90s? Yeah. Remember that? I think Trump, he needs to do that. He needs to do the opposite.
1: Mm-hmm. Whatever
0: his first thought is, <laughs> whatever his first reaction, he should stop and do the opposite. It would probably like it. go a lot better.
1: We need Congress to codify that into law.
0: Uh, opposite day for Trump? Just for Trump.
1: Whatever you Trump. feel like saying Trump, say the opposite of it.
0: Oh, God, I was so fucking sickened by this. It just it blew me away. It it should have been. It's, it, it was a gimme. Wasn't it a gimme? Yeah. It should have been so easy. It's like you're playing
1: a game of darts. And you're allowed to step six inches in front of the bullseye. And you miss the bullseye, you miss the dartboard, and you end up hitting your own dick. That's what, politically speaking, that's what happened here. He darted his dick.
0: He darted bullseye his own dick.
1: Himself. It should have been a 360-degree front flip slam dunk, and he ended up somehow coming in possession of a dart into his dick. I
0: don't know. We're still investigating. We don't know how it happened. Yeah, instead, at long last, Nazis are finally getting the respect that they wanted out of the White House.
1: Oh, yeah. And we were worried about him emboldening racists. And, right. Yeah. And, well, he just, you know, emboldened the fucking followers of Hitler. That's no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like how... Initially said is like, but there's problems on many sides. On many, and then like, he's forced over the next two fucking days. They're like, "Um, could you maybe condemn the people who are advocating genocide against entire races? Right. (laughs) Um, Stop fucking uh, making a moral equivalence between these two sides, the Nazis and the sides that are protesting Nazis. And then he fucking reads the prepared statements like he's brought out on a fucking leash. He's like, I don't want it. I can't do it. I don't do want it. to do this. Uh, Uses <laughs> words like, you know, unequivocally condemn and shit like that, which you know he didn't write. Right, right. He's
0: just looking down. Because he like immediately, he did that thing. He immediately equivocated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where did we hear that before? Uh, what was that from before? Where, the, where it was like, uh, unequivocally, it was like Pat Robertson or somebody like that. God damn it, who was it? Uh, it's in our, it's in the, it's in the records. It's in the podcast somewhere, Chuck, last year, two yeah. years ago. Uh, damn it, I mean, we're no, taking to no, remember no, that. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you'll remember one of these days, you'll remember. <laughs> it was like, it's like, I unequivocally think, like, pedophilia is bad. And then the next, and the next paragraph is like, but <laughs> oh
1: yeah yeah no 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 that was um the guy the Catholic League guy
0: yes Donahue yeah that was
1: it I unequivocally you know murder is always bad you know but I'm going <laughs> to spend the rest of my essay talking about how it's okay
0: <laughs> I love the unequivocally to the yeah. immediately equivocate equivocate yeah that awesome. well, yeah
1: that that's what Trump did and immediately he's like. Okay, now you guys um, made me say that, and now I'm going to go back to what I honestly believe, yeah. which is white supremacy and, and Nazism.
0: Yeah, the, the timelines is is awesome. took two days to come out mm-hmm. and do his shitty condemnation, blaming everyone, mm-hmm. and then, oh, no, we really meant to condemn. And then he came back to that press conference, like, you know, fuck all that shit, and just, yeah. just went off. That was awesome. Well, you can
1: tell, he's like, this is—they're making me do a politically correct speech. I hate politically correct stuff.
0: I'm going to show them. Can't stand it. Can't stand it. I love the fact that the presidential council on arts and humanities, or is that what it's called? I don't yeah. Know. All resigned. They're like, that's enough. <laughs> the arts and humanities—I um,
1: think we're mostly leftovers from the Obama administration, anyway. His business council was like, oh shit. Yeah. When <laughs> you got a bunch of business leaders, corporate executives who are more ethical than you are, you got a serious fucking problem. And isn't he like the CEO president? Yeah. He's supposed to be like this business leader bleed us all. He's not an insider. He's a Washington outsider. And then all the fucking CEOs just scatter like cockroaches. Whoa, this guy's an asshole.
0: That was fantastic.
1: You know who stuck with him, though, Matt? Who these fucking evangelical um, uh, advisors? Oh,
0: all these religious people. The moral center of our country, (laughs) (laughs) the evangelicals.
1: I think like just today, one of them resigned, and he was like, "You know, a a line must be drawn." You're like, "What the fuck? How could you not draw a line a year ago?" Where was the fucking line? He's like, "Oh God, Nazis!" Eh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I guess the line was Nazis.
0: Uh, it took him a week too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had to think, think about, about this, this one really hard. Oh boy. Uh, I love the letter of resignation from the president's committee on the arts and Humanity, though. It was a little, it's a little fuck you in there with the first letter of every yeah. paragraph spells the, uh, resist. <laughs>
1: It shouldn't said resist, it should have just said, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Unequivocally.
0: Unequivocally.
1: There's no good, you know, there's not a both sides or many sides issue here in the Trump administration. Unequivocally, you people are immoral assholes if you're staying with them. Yeah, what's going to happen? Even an evangelical Christian can draw a line. What the fuck are you still doing there? Right.
0: <laughs> have, have you noticed... Uh, there's kind of a, a nice little picture going around the Internet now of, of like, Trump's first day in office at oh, the, yeah. in the White House. Like, every one of those people in that picture is gone now. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's uh, uh Spicer, Bannon. Um, Priebus,
1: I think. Reince, <laughs> Reince Priebus is in there, too.
0: Um, who was his first... Uh, was it his first attorney general or who was that first guy? Um, oh, shit. like Manafort? Was Manafort in there? Not Manafort. Flynn? Uh, I want to flit, uh Flynn. Yeah, Michael Flynn. Is that
1: it? It's so hard. So yeah. many people. I- <laughs> they all got their dates where they were either fired or quit.
0: Uh, uh, uh. Scott
1: Again, I just want to remind people this is not normal fucking political behavior here. This is not normalcy. This is like the. Uh, worst presidency in history, um, Jesus Christ.
0: Maybe, maybe it'll turn out to be the best presidency, Chuck. Somehow, maybe he will get—he'll just do nothing. Maybe I just somehow need to all this shit. <laughs> yeah. If I'm
1: if, a if I'm a racist asshole who just cares about Trump's ego, well, even then, the presidency's been fairly mediocre.
0: I'm just thinking, like, he'll just get nothing done. Maybe he won't get any legislation passed, won't be able to start any wars, because Congress just can't stand him now either. Uh, maybe just, like, nothing will happen. No progress, but, you know, maybe no backsliding either.
1: Just, like, gridlock. What just was great. that? There was some, like, Admiral Stockman or something. He was, was one of the fringe candidates of <laughs> the vice presidential debate. Ross Perot. My man, Ross Perot. Ah, Ross <sighs> Perot. There's his vice presidential candidate. Like in the debate, all he could say is,
0: Gridlock! <laughs> that's all he said? Like that one word? <laughs> <laughs> Gridlock! And now f- to hear from the vice admiral. That's, <laughs> what I'm,
1: that's what I'm hoping for for the next three years and four months. If he doesn't get in peace, then who knows? Again, if you're still with Trump, and something like eighty percent of Republicans are. I don't know if, again, I don't know if racism. I don't even know if um, Trump was a like a card-carrying member of the uh, Nazi party, or if he um, burned a cross in the front lawn of the White House. I don't know if any of this is going to take a dent in his Republican support. Conservatives <laughs> still love the guy not, because he pisses. Not his base.
0: Not certainly not his when, base.
1: His base is cheering him on, definitely. But his base is conservative assholes.
0: Right. They think they'd be a little bit uncomfortable with the Nazis thing. And and some of them are, uh, you know, because part of his voting block was people that were just, for whatever reason, upset with health care and the economy. Um, If
1: you're not upset with um, a foreign power uh, interfering with the uh, process of our election... Uh, you know, Well, that's, really
0: that's, that's, that's fake a, news. It's all fake news. Everything bad, fake news. <laughs> Everything is a leak. Nope. Leakers are the problem. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 180-degree turn from... Uh, they gave exactly this um, sort of benefit to Hillary Clinton and, and uh, Barack Obama. They just bend over backwards to... to view all of these events in the most uh, charitable light humanly possible. Right. Like, oh, well, that's yeah, nice. The, like pr-
0: Trump. The, the principle of charity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, But still, those emails, Chuck. Those emails. My God, we couldn't have had that. Have Could have been, been a whole lot worse. But oh, my him. God, can you imagine? <laughs> we were still dealing with those emails? <laughs> Just think... Oh, oh my god. Is the is there a podcast attached to this rant or I don't know. Is there ever a fucking podcast <laughs> attached to it? It's just a rant. <laughs> the podcast surrender, man. podcast is a rant even when there's a podcast attached to
1: it. I surrender.
0: It's all ranty.
1: I think you know um again, please, dear god, please. If if you if you remain silent, you're part of the problem. Get out there. Tell people everywhere how terrible this is, how awful it is. It's just, it's amazing to me in 20-fucking-17, we have to tell people, hey, look, I don't stand with Nazis. Right. I don't stand with our president who supports Nazis. The Confederate monument issue is also pretty asinine. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. These people are traitors. Um, that's what you call a person who takes arms against the American government American right. citizens traitors, care, separatists, seditionists yeah.
0: Yeah. war they're criminals
1: they're traitors and they say oh we, do, we don't want to destroy our culture and our heritage well you know if your culture and your heritage is uh, the subjugation and exploitation of people who you considered uh, an inferior race maybe you just want to leave that heritage behind, in Utah My personal heritage is polygamy. Uh, You don't see any statues. You see statues of Brigham Young, but he's suspiciously without any of his thirty-plus wives, just as John Smith.
0: There's no statues to polygamy. We lost that battle, right? You don't make monuments to. I like I like losers who don't make monuments themselves. Wait, is that (laughs) how it goes? Yeah, I like generals who won their fucking war. Right. Didn't get captured. I like Um, monuments of those generals. Uh, Wait, we have a monument to seagulls, though, in Salt Lake. (laughs) That
1: was a miracle. It's not like seagulls come and eat fucking crickets every year. just just when the Mormons came.
0: You know, we do this thing. We do this thing in the flying world, Chuck. uh, Whenever I go in and out of Rapid City, where uh, Mount Rushmore is... uh, located right where we'll either on the way in or the way out we'll do a little flyby of mount rushmore and give people a view of the monument and it seems it's getting worse for me every time <laughs> because now, when i was a kid and we went there it was like oh those are our great presidents that's pretty cool they carved their faces in a mountain and then you grow up you're like oh this was kind of land we just another piece of land that we that we took from the native americans you know yeah and then they're like, "Well, that's kind of a sacred hill. It's kind of an important hill, you know. We like this hill. So it's sacred to us. Oh, we're just gonna carve our white guy's faces on it. So you don't. That's cool, right?" So
1: Matt, that's that pretty much is America.
0: That's America. We take your shit and we put our face on it, and it done. Yeah.
1: And then charge people to come and see it. Right. That's the American way. God bless America. these. I'm amazed that people think that somehow someone's going to forget that Robert E. Lee was a general for the South, the Confederate States, during the Civil War. Perhaps the South just educates its uh, children by taking a tour of the fucking um, statues that are around the city. They they don't have any fucking textbooks. They don't teach anything. They just uh, take a bus and say, oh, yeah, that guy uh, fought for
0: states' rights.
1: That's the the narrative.
0: So, you know what's confusing to me is, like, they lost. And then they put up monuments. How did that happen? Yeah. It seems like there would have been some pushback at first, which is probably why they waited until what was the first monument building spree, something like 1911? Well, um,
1: so... First you got to reconstruct the south. Right. And then you got to put up laws like the Jim Crow laws and laws to for de facto slavery and make sure they don't the, the, the population you've subjugated doesn't have any rights. And then um when that may or may not be that effective, then you have to um throw a bunch of statues to intimidate your population. Right. Right. So your statues aren't really to uh, celebrate their culture and heritage, because again, their culture and heritage is, is shameful. Yeah, they They're, seem to
0: have gone up in at time in our recent past when uh, black people were saying, "Hey, uh, we'd like more rights, please." You know? <laughs> well, like some of
1: those rights that are guaranteed me to me under the Constitution, and suddenly a bunch of Confederate War Memorial right. statues go up. They're there to intimidate the local population. It's the same yeah. thing you um, put up statues to Goebbels, right, in Germany. Oh, know, yeah. We, we totally intimidate did. Remember the when we German did that? Jews.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, can you imagine being Jewish and, like, say, 20 years later, they're like, let's put up fucking Goebbels or, or right. we lost Rommel the war. statue, you know? Remember Rommel, this- the great general? Uh, such a good, upright <laughs> German citizen. We do this terrible,
1: shameful thing. Now, or us, you know, putting uh, statues up to whoever fucking built the uh, Japanese concentration camps that we had here in the United yeah. States. It's the same purpose, right? Don't fucking get uppity. It sends a message. That's that's why. And it's amazing to me that they fight so hard uh, to maintain that message.
0: But we're not racist. No, no. Right. What's, what's amazing to me is that how far and wide... These, I looked at a map at uh, of where we there are Confederate war memorials or or statues or whatnot. Um, like, there's one in Boston. Boston? What the fuck? There's one in Montana. That's pretty uh, far I d- north. I and do west. remember.
1: I do remember Montana's presence in the Civil War?
0: Uh they probably sent some good old boys out there
1: <laughs>
0: just in case. <laughs>
1: The Montana Contingent of the South.
0: Yes. yes.
1: Oh, Fucking shit. Fuck it! Fuck uh, it all. Take all the fucking monuments down.
0: Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. There's only, there's only one thing you can do in times like these, Chuck. One thing. Chew gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of gum. Now you're not. You're chewing gum. I can hear it.
1: You got plenty still, of gum. Won't. I got gum. <laughs> Hang on a second.
0: All right. Now he's has some gum. more. <laughs> uh, no, you're wrong. Anyway, it's Drake. Oh, um, right. um, I got some Gatorade. No, that's a segue into another Matt's Alcoholic Corner. Good old G- At times like these, I find Gatorade really calm for my nerves. Chuck, at times like these, you need the alcohol to get fucked up with. And when you need to get fucked up properly, there is only one choice. Do you know what that choice is?
1: Yeah, it's um, lemon flavored Gatorade, which otherwise I would never drink. God, <laughs> that tastes like shit.
0: Can't get fucked up on. It's like
1: I'm punishing myself. At, at the it. most,
0: I thought you were going to say the uh, wine coolers again. from. Oh. <laughs> but it's no. Really,
1: sp- it's a really spicy root beer.
0: No, it, the answer is tequila.
1: Oh, God.
0: Tequila. like Tequila. <laughs> One of my favorites. You're probably saying to yourself right now, hey, what is tequila anyway? Isn't
1: uh, it made out of rice or potatoes or something?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, no, it's made out of neither of those things. Uh, but before I tell you what it's made out of, let us delve into the history of tequila just for a minute. Uh, rutabagas. Tequila. Is made out of rutabagas. It comes from the town of Tequila in Mexico. Founded in 1656. And shortly thereafter, they said, hey, let's make shit and call it the town name stuff. Tequila. That um, is
1: disappointing history.
0: Yeah. It's a town name? Yeah, it's tequila, yeah. There's a town, there's a place in Mexico called tequila. Hey, we're drinking Salt Lake City. Uh That, yeah, well, it doesn't have the same ring, but um, there are there are different regions within certain Mexican states in which tequila can be made, and not just in tequila. But it can come from Jalisco, Nayarit, Guanajuato, Michoacan, and Tamaulipas. You got that? Do you to can... get a tequila license, like yeah, yeah. They they have a, It's regulated by a what they call an appellation of origin or origin d'appellation. Uh In 1978, tequila industry initiated a set of strict standards which regulate where and how tequila can be produced, what's on the label, and the style or type of tequila. And also what can legally have the name tequila. So tequila only comes from the agave plant. Do you know what the blue agave plant specifically?
1: Sweet. Um, it's like a sugar substitute.
0: Yeah. Do you know what an agave looks like? If you don't it's know It's blue. It's blue. It looks like kind of a big aloe vera plant with spiky tips. It's like a giant succulent. Spiky tits? Spiky tips. Oh.
1: Spiky tips. That was much less impressive.
0: Yeah. They grow for about seven to ten years or so. And when they harvest them, uh, underground in the plant is a big bulb. It's called a piña because it kind of looks like a pineapple. You chop off all the spiky leaves and you bake them or steam them until you convert all the starts to sugar. And you extract that and then you ferment it and that makes tequila. Uh, there's there's different kinds of tequila, Chuck. One hundred percent agave, of course, is made from one hundred percent blue agave, um, agave tequilana. Uh, if it's mixed, though, it means it'll have some agave and some blended with sugar and water during distillation. Uh, but you want one hundred percent agave, Chuck. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Now there's five it's types.
1: Tough, uh, yeah. I'm still stuck on a um, pina. you sure that's not the Spanish word for penis? I'm sure.
0: Because the Spanish word for penis is actually chuck. It's a weird coincidence. By the way, you know what I'm drinking right now while I'm telling you the tequila story? Uh, Scotch. Vodka, for some vodka. reason. Vodka.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Vodka, from Iceland. And it's from Iceland.
1: I still haven't oh, known.
0: It's crazy, but it's really good. Okay, so you got five types of tequila. The worst, the shit that you get in margaritas everywhere, is gold tequila. Uh, Gold tequilas are responsible for the worst tequila hangovers and back alley vomits the world over. Uh, It's also the most widely distributed, but it's the crap. It's the stuff that makes you do that. It's the cheapest. It's the cheapest. If you want to do better, you go up to the silver tequila. Okay, uh, that's pretty one for uh, pretty good for mixing. It's also better for shots, and if you're looking for a decent, all affordable tequila, that's your. It'll do okay. But if you want to do even better than silver, you go for a blanco, uh, which means white or clear. Uh, Blancos are usually a hundred percent agave. Yeah, that's the best. The white tequila. No. It's not the best. It's about it's the, the third um, Preferred tequila of neo Nazis. Yes, that is that. <laughs> it is the rawest taste of agave. They're very earthy. If you and if you like that, if you if you if you want to taste a pure like agave tequila, try a blanco. Uh, but if you want to do even better, you go for the next type, the reposado tequila, or rested, aged in wood cast for at least two months. Uh, Some as much as nine months. Uh, Wood barrels generally uh, mellow flavors of alcohol. And it also imparts a little bit of flavor and color to it at times. Um, Sometimes they'll use a bourbon barrel, which does also interesting things to it. Um, They're more expensive than Blancos. And uh, they're fantastic. But, Chuck, I know you are a discriminating tequila drinker. Uh, Indeed. Indeed. So you're going to want Añejo, which means old, aged tequilas. The pendejo? Añejo, not pendejo. Ben, pendejo tequila. Pendejo.
1: Also loved by neo-Nazis everywhere.
0: way. Uh, uh those are aged, <laughs> Frencho, or used bourbon barrel, for at least a year. And some older, some up to four years. um, And they... Those are the kinds of tequilas you can drink straight, and I still find them a little bit disgusting. Uh, but but definitely, you got to develop a taste for. Them. I, I've done it for scotch and whiskey, but tequilas still hold me back. But yeah, Chuck, that's tequila. That's what everybody wanted to know on this podcast because they were like, "I tuned in for alcohol information." So
1: just the bottom line it for you folks. If you want the second best. Get the white tequila. You are the very best. The asshole tequila. (laughs) Got it. The butthole. The butthole tequila.
0: I'm glad you listened to the whole thing. And a word of warning. Mezcal is not tequila. It's not made from agave. It can be. Or it can be mixed Holy shit. That was a close one. Yeah. It's like tequila, but it's not. You can still drink it, I guess. But, you know. Chuck, this has been another episode of (laughs) Bats. Alcoholic
1: Corner! Another? That's like the first episode of Matt's Alcoholic Corner.
0: Didn't I do one on scotch, bourbon, and whiskey? Oh. You're asking the wrong guy. Or did I just mention it? I can't remember.
1: I never pay attention to this shit.
0: Uh, Bring on on the real podcast! (laughs) No! we got one more corner for our two-corner room. This is an episode of Matt's... Anthropological Corner, with a trip down Chuck's Medical Corner. Yes. It anything about it. Yes. No promises. Chuck, when you're hanged by the neck as a crook in the 18th century uh, English countryside, and you get a massive erection as you're dying, wouldn't Nothing you gets to be them?
1: more aroused than being hanged by the neck. It's like... Um, Autoerotic asphyxiation.
0: It's not like it. It It is it. Yeah. (laughs) But wouldn't you want them to take that penis and display it in a museum?
1: I wouldn't want them, but they would be so impressed they would have to do it. They would feel obligated.
0: Uh, Apparently this happened to a a thief in England. He was hanged and, you know, became aroused. As he swung from the gibbet, they say. So they took his member, which is, hopefully they let him die first. Cause, could you imagine, like, they're hanging you, and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm dying from hanging. And like, holy shit, what are you doing? Like, stop. Just what else is happening? <laughs> this is horrible. Um, no, but they uh, they galoolied him. Galoolied. Galoolied? No, wait. Sorry. That's a different asshole. They John Bobbitted him. They Bobbitted him. At that was him. it. Yep. Damn it. Ghoulie was the knee capper guy. <laughs> uh, I mixed up these weird names of people from yeah. back in the 80s, 90s. The from 60s. the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah. It's the death erection, Chuck. And it's it, quote, mirrors the dangerous sexual practice of restriction oxygen to the brain for greater sexual arousal also known mm-hmm. as erotic sexation or if you do it to yourself auto erotic right or, or if it's in the car i guess either um, way. now science has an explanation for this uh they also say it happens post-mortem did you ever notice that with your cadavers please say no oh yeah no really
1: we don't get access to cadavers until months later. Oh. So, so even the rigor mortis has gone away, but they're all stiff as shit all the blood because, out, you know. So, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We replaced it with formaldehyde.
0: Yeah. So science says if you believe science, uh, science, pressure on the cerebellum at the base of the brain created by the noose can cause a death erection. I don't know how. But cuts off, <laughs> cuts off blood to the brain, so it goes to the dick. The other brain. Quick, to the backup brain, the blood. Science
1: says that uh, base of the brain is a um, like a nexus of chi, Matt, that's also connected to the dick. So ah. you cut that off, and the chi uh, stops flowing to the penis, and suddenly massive erection.
0: That's it. That's it. Works. according to science according to science and
1: she i love um, how you said according to science the blood gets cut after the brain therefore massive erection
0: uh yeah that's all science said <laughs> i was looking to you for your medical expertise to clarify that hopefully <laughs> my medical expertise in autoerotic asphyxiation i thought that's I'm, what
1: you got your specialty
0: in That's what you did your internship or whatever they call it.
1: I missed that. Uh, It was an elective, fourth year medical school, but too busy.
0: Now, Chuck, they have taken this man's mummified penis and is now appearing at the Victor Wynn Museum of Curiosities, Fine Art and Natural History in Hackney, London, if you want to go uh, visit them. And uh, Victor Wynn, the museum's creator and namesake, also said, quote, when people are hanged, they nearly always get erections and nearly always release their seed. Ew. I gotta say. Or I, or maybe that's nice. It's a way to, one way to go out, I suppose.
1: That sounds like a good way to go. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. This mummified penis, now you can visit it in the museum if you want to. And you should also know that according to Mr. Wind, asphyxiation frequently leads to erection and ejaculation. Hangmen men would frequently ejaculate.
1: Like that, you. I'm, I'm getting tickets right now.
0: <laughs> Give me one. Uh, he also wanted to add that uh, it went through a lot of different owners over the year. And at one point, according to him, Oscar Wilde was an admirer. So there. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, and over here is my... Penis in a box. You may admire it with me. Yes, I admire it so. Chuck, that's it. That's all the corners for today. we are done alcohol. We've done penises. We ranted and raved. Now, there might be a podcast, um, or perhaps, or it might just it might just end. Just could just end right here. Oh
1: so fine aqui, oh so